Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. You see, this is why I could never fully get down with Odell Beckham Jr. You know, Antique, we've been together long enough. You've seen me soften toward him a little bit the last couple of years, you know? Yep. Uh, and and I and I try because I know he's not a bad person. We've always known that. But man, oh man, um, you know, and listen, it, it's not enough to like you know, oh throw him in jail. Oh, no, none of that stuff. But like, just the lack of compassion for other humans. Uh, this is such a horrendous look for him. I, I can't stand this. So here's here's what he says. So it finally emerged the um, when he got escorted off the plane. We all know the story there. He said, "Quote." We have the audio. I heard them playing it this morning. It's it's not the best audio, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to read it. Quote, you're going to wait 40 minutes. I'm going to be on a private plane home with your fat ass. Get your ass off the plane. Enjoy the cheese board on the way home with your ugly ass. <laughs> End quote. That's a nice guy for you. Mm. So why didn't you just fly, fly private in the first place? Well, that's that's exactly what Boomer said. I think Boomer said it would have cost about sixty-five dollars or $70,000, but... You've apparently got the means to do it, so why not cut the check? Now, I don't know exactly what happened, so I'm not here to, uh, you know, to 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 offer pay. I don't know what transpired. Something could have been said before the camera was rolling. Mm-hmm. I get that. But when you talk down to people, it's just, man, I, 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 I got no time for you. Yeah. We know you have money. That's a, that's a, it's a, it's a percept, it's a misstep because it makes people perceive you. Like you're a jerk. Well, maybe he is. I mean, would you say this if you're not? A, now, we all have bad moments I, that we would want back, for I sure. I mean, I don't let emotion get in the way of anything I say. So I don't I don't, I don't, don't know. I wouldn't have reacted that way, even if I was in the wrong. But You knows? know, exactly. But it's just, uh, it, listen. Again, we've all I can't had, speak for Odell Beckham Jr. I got you. I met him a couple of times. I interviewed him a couple of times because I called games. Other than that, I haven't hung out with him. So I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I got you. But I you know, the, speak to his I understood. Understood. Those guys. And I'm not. I'm not assassinating his character. What I am saying is, yeah, I'm back out on Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> I don't like this. You don't treat people this way. I only cared if he could help the Giants. You're gonna and wait. He's not available. You're gonna wait 40 minutes, and I'm gonna be on a private plane home with your fat ass. Get your and the guy's older. That's what's worse. He's a, he's not a young guy. Get your ass off the plane. Enjoy the cheese board on the way home with your ugly ass. I mean. Again, we've all had bad moments, moments we want to take back. That is just, that ain't cool. I don't like that at all. I don't care what happens with Beckham. Come to the Giants, don't, whatever. That's that's, that's a weak move, man.
Let's get Peter in Westchester. Pete, what's happening, buddy? How are you? Hey, gentlemen. How are you? What's up, Pete? So uh, I had a quick question, uh, and I know that you guys, uh, you know, are well-versed in both basketball and football. So, I mean, uh, sorry, baseball and football. So the question I have is if a, if a NF, if a Major League Baseball player, you know, needs to work on something, they do the winter training, you know, they might go down to, uh, you know, Dominican Republic. Yep. You know, work on converting from like shortstop to third base, or yep, you talk about Mauricio. Yeah, but what uh, what is the comparable thing for an NFL player? So, for example, if Zach Wilson wants to improve his ability, I mean, what you know, what does he do? I mean, how does that uh, process unfold for the uh, for the NFL, especially in the quarterback position? Yeah, I think a lot of these guys have quarterback coaches now. Um, Jordan Palmer was probably one of the more well-known quarterback coaches because of the guys he worked with. He's actually now with the XFL, so I don't even know if he's still doing you know the quarterback coaching in the NFL. He's probably tutoring the kids that are going to play in the XFL. But most of them have quarterback coaches, and you know that sounds like it's it, it's not akin to going to work out with say for during my tenure, I'd work out with Joe Carini, who was a strength and conditioning coach. He was you know helped me build my body. But I wasn't working out with Carini in conjunction with the Giants. These quarterback coaches these days, they work with a quarterback, a player, and it's kind of in conjunction with the team that that player is on. So it's it's a collaborative effort. It's it's honestly it's a way to get around these ridiculous off season rules per the CBA where you can only have so much field time, so much meeting time with the official, you know, head coach coordinators of the NFL teams. It's ridiculous. It's why these some of these kids just never they take a long time to develop because they don't have time to spend with them in the off seasons. And so it's you go get a quarterback coach. And Zach Wilson needs to do that. Um he had one that was interim with the Jets last year. And I don't that know. That was a guy from Utah, uh, yeah. from BYU, Beck. Yeah, John Beck. Yep. I don't I don't know if he still has no, that relationship. Just got rid of him. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, I, I, I mean, him, yeah, I mean I him personally with John Beck. Yep. Um, but it's something that needs to be re-explored. So let me ask you this. So whether it's Beck, whether it's Carson Palmer, whomever, mm-hmm. day one, day one. Jordan Palmer. Uh, uh, Jordan yeah. Palmer. Where do you start? Is it footwork? Is it seeing things? How do you even begin the process? Yeah. Like specifically begin Hon- the process? Honestly, I'm I, curious. I, I, I don't know because I've never had to do it, obviously. But I would think it's it's watching yourself. Like going back and looking at what you do well and what you don't do well, and then starting from there, right? It's 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 a it's a it's an evaluate. It's just no different than what you do when we like when we used to watch the replay of a game or the you know the 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 tape study of a game. You'd go watch it and say, "All right, you, your steps are wrong. You missed on this play. Why? No, because your steps are wrong. All right, I'll correct that." And you make notes on it and you drill it into your head so that when you do it again, you don't make the mistake again. So I, that would be my guess, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Okay. So uh, Robert Sala just spoke, and by the way, the offensive lineman, Benton, uh, has been released as well. Sala just confirmed that. But I think more pressing, at least, to the conversation here, he expounded on the departure of Mike LaFleur. Here's the Jets head coach. Um, I guess when you just go into the decision to depart with, with Mike. Yeah. Um, you know, just uh, over the course of the few days, uh, obviously with um, – just got a lot of inquiries about his availability from some teams, and um, uh, just talking with Mike, uh, just felt like it would be in everyone's best interest for him to uh, pursue those opportunities. So he's he's gonna be fine. Clearly, you guys didn't want to keep him. 
Um, if someone comes to you and says, we want you to be your coach, you'd hope the Jets would say, no way, we want you to stay here. Yeah, no, I, but uh, um, I always try to do right by people. And uh, and like I said, he, he had options, and there was a lot of discussion uh, over the last three days. And uh, you guys know I, I love Mike, uh, love his family, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, if it was something that he wanted to pursue, and uh, we just gave him the ability to go do that. I mean, who's calling? Bergen Catholic? <laughs> no, I've, no, you, uh, you, you break down how this this transpires. Michael Floor has, I think, he has a bright future. I think he was way too young for the job that he was given, and unprepared for the job that he was given. That's not his fault. We all know how the Greg Knapp thing worked out, or the tragedy of Greg Knapp. Um, I, I, so starting probably four or five weeks ago, you started hearing these inklings that Michael Floor needs to be fired. Michael Floor is going to get fired. they got to make a change at offensive coordinator. And so when any still young and up and coming, now despite his lack of success here, Michael Floor is still young and up and coming in the the league writ large is mind. So when you hear that there's likely to be a move with him, people start calling. And they're like, all right, so uh, you know, we, we kind of like Michael Floor for, your, for our quarterback coach or for – Pass game coordinator. Is there going to be some availability? Like, what do you, what's your plan with Michael Floor? And as soon as the Jets, and I think Robert Sala most specifically here, because of the relationship, the the, uh, the familiar relationship with them, um, starts to say, you're probably better off being elsewhere as opposed to me having to fire you. And so I get it's nuanced, and he wasn't fired per se, but that's why Michael Floor had interest coming his way because he's still young and up and coming. And this, this isn't the death death knell of his no, offensive, no, no, no. offensive coaching career. It's just, it was, it was a misstep. It was a, it was a bad opportunity. Yeah. We think all opportunities are great. Sometimes they're not. No, sometimes though, when you're young and you take the really wrong opportunity it can derail you for a while. I don't think that'll necessarily be so, the either. case here. There's enough evidence with some other quarterbacks as we've talked about. He's far from, um, you know, worthless. Or, no, no, he, I believe he's going to eventually be a pretty good asset for somebody. And I'm, I'm just kind of kidding around when I said who was calling Burton Catholic, but mm-hmm. or Bosco. Uh, but I, I think that I don't need, we don't need to overthink this. And I don't even need to myself probe too deeply into it. Come on. We all know what Salvo's doing here. He's protecting his guy. And I don't have an issue with it. But no, do I, am I fully buying what Robert Salvo's selling there? Come on, don't tell me the phone's ringing off the hook. You know, I know I'm being repetitive here, but don't tell me the phone's ringing off the hook for a guy who hasn't scored a touchdown since, you know, the Immaculate Conception, which I think is December 8th, <laughs> whatever the hell. You know, I'm like, we're not buying it. But but I do respect the fact that you're trying to provide your guy with a soft landing. Uh, that's what good people do. Mm-hmm. And I think that Salva's a really good person. He, They just need to get this part right. They must. How about Tommy? Oh, Giants in the conversation here, Teak. Let's go. I mean, Teak, can we talk Giants today or what? Let's go. You got to get your team involved here. Tommy's in touching. What's up, Tommy? How you guys doing? Big fan of the show. Thank Appreciate you. you, man. I got. I just want to make two points on the on this Giants game. Then, Tiki, I got a question for you since you're a you're a former player. <clears throat> so, you know, just looking at the box score uh, from the last time they played the Vikings. I mean, Saquon getting 14 carries. That's that's just not enough. Kafka cannot get away from the run early. I think they got to establish the run, and then that's going to open up a lot for Jones in the, in the play action. Tom, don't forget, don't, don't forget, he had eight catches as well, so he had twenty-two touches in that game, which is not a, it's not insignificant. 
Yeah, no, you're right. They did give him a few uh, swing out passes, which I, I love to see because you want him in space. So that's going to be key. And then, honestly, on the defensive side of the football, I, I feel like no one's talking about it enough, how big that the Giants are getting a Tory Jackson. And I know McKinney came back a few weeks ago, but McKinney coming back to guard up against Hawkinson, what happened last game, I mean, Hawkinson destroyed us. But um, he can he can man up in the box and he can guard tight ends like it, it's huge. I feel like no one's talking about that. Yeah, well, I mean, look, they threw the ball. Minnesota threw the ball. I forget what the no- exact number was. I want to say forty-seven or eight times or so. Thirty-two mm. of those targets were to Justin Jefferson and T.J. Hawkinson. And so there's there both of those guys are problems because they're top top end in the league. I mean, Justin Jefferson is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. T.J. Hawkins is not top five tight ends, but he's he's close, right? And yeah. so dealing with those two guys is going to be solely dependent upon I think two players: one, Xavier McKinney, who you mentioned, you're correct, but also Landon Collins, who is yeah. a DB but essentially a linebacker. Like I trust Landon Collins to be in the box and stop the run. Whereas if you put another DB in that position, you'd be you'd be compromised. But Landon can cover and he can thump. So I, I that those are the two key players. You're right, Xavier is one, but you can't forget Landon Collins. He's going to be so important to this game plan, I believe, for what Wink is trying to do to slow this team down. No, you're definitely right. I love Landon Collins in the box too, and how Wink uh, uses him. I just wanted to say real quick. Um, I also think Adore Jackson's a little underrated. I know he's missed about the last seven or eight weeks with that. Uh, MCL injury, I believe it was. Yep. But, I mean, it's obviously Jefferson. Like, no doubt, he's best in the league this year. There's no debating that. But I think Adore can slow him down. If I'm not, I mean, if I'm not mistaken. Well, here. I mean, that's the challenge. I mean, Adore Jackson has missed now five weeks, six weeks. I can't remember what it was now, but it, he's missed a he's missed a lot of time. And I'm not saying you know he's compromised or whatever it is, but he just hasn't had any reps in well over a month. And so I don't expect him to try to. I don't know, shut down corner Justin Jefferson. By the way, that'd be a fool's errand, by the way. But I do think that Adoree Jackson helps simply because he's a he's more veteran and he's more he's more skilled than you know some of the other players that they've had out there. And so it it allows them to be variable with the things they're gonna do defensively. You know, the thing that worries me about, you know, if you focus so much on on Jefferson, which you obviously have to, and that was a really shrewd move. I'm still in hindsight, I'm still surprised that the Lions made that trade in the division. That was a weird trade, mm-hmm. a weird one. Yeah, uh, to to help them, um, you know, replenish their tight end room, which they obviously did. Hawkinson is is a good player, not great, but really good. I would worry about a little bit of a throwback game from Adam Thielen, and that's the mm-hmm. last thing you want to have happen. He's nowhere near the same no. guy. He nowhere near it. Oh, look, they have weapons all over the field. I mean, you're not even talking about the running game with Madison and, and obviously really Dalvin Cook. Uh, more importantly, there's a lot of things for the Giants to have to think about defensively. But, I mean... But if you ignore Thielen, he could still get you seven, eight catches, 80, yeah. 90 yards of touchdown. He has yeah. not had a big season. He had not a big season in a couple of years. Yeah. He had a lot of touchdowns last year, but not a high volume of targets or receptions. And this year, uh, his highest game total was, I think, 70 or 72 yards. Yeah. So he's, he's, and he's 32, 33, nowhere near what he was. But that's the last thing you need, is for him to have a little bit of a renaissance game because you cover up... You know, you devote so much energy to Jefferson, who you're not going to stop, but hopefully you stifle. Yeah. Hawkinson, the running attack, all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's Thielen for a touchdown. There's Thielen for a 19-yard gash. Oh, there's Thielen. He's wide open. He can still do that. Yeah, but he just kind of lost a little bit of his import to this offense. He just, I mean, he had five targets in this game. He only caught the first one. That was it. 
um, the last time that they played the Giants. So he's, he's just—he's not as explosive as he used to be. Nope, definitely not. But still, he's like one of those wily, savvy yeah. bets you have to worry about. Yeah, you true. Know? How about uh, Rich, who was out in Brick, New Jersey? Rich is on Tiki and Tierney. Rich, DT Tiki, how you guys doing today? What's up, Rich? How are you? Good. What's up? Uh, let's talk a little Jets and management. Um, you guys are talking about you know replacing the OC. Got to get it right. Where I'm of the belief that the Jets aren't going far enough. And let me get my points out. They need to get the, a new HC in there because of Salah's poor time management that cost them a couple of games. It's indecisions about, you know, which quarterback to start which week. And finally, you got two superior, proven head coaches that are out there. You really want to waste another year to prove, okay, this didn't work, we got to get someone, and then they're under contract? You're talking about with you talking about Robert Sala's situation? Yeah, yeah I get mean, rid of Sala. I'm bring not, in somebody, bring I'm, in one of the other two. Yeah. It's it's so easy to just say strip it down and start over, but it's it's you, then you got to reevaluate everything, and I, and I don't think that the Jets and appreciate your call, Rich. I don't think the Jets are in a nothing is working, the culture's horrible, the the players aren't playing, and he's not the right. They're not in that situation. They had a, they had a piece of their system that was not functioning well at all. Uh, and it, we got frustrated as consumers of it. Obviously, Woody's frustrated because they lost six of their last seven and seven of eight, seven of eight, I should say, and six in a row. It just became it became untenable. So they needed to make a fix. The fix is the offensive side of the ball. They move on from Michael Floor, no matter how it, you want to parse it or how it happened. They move on from Michael Floor, but the defense they did some good things, and that's where Robert Sala's focus. And expertise is that you got to give him credit for what he did do well. Um, the mismanagement of the quarterback and the quarterback situation, which led to the ineffectiveness of the offense, that's inexcusable. So you move on from your head coach or your offensive coordinator, and you're going to bring in a new one. I think that's the extent. I don't think you strip it down again after two years, after just doing it before with Adam Gase and doing it. What was three that Bowles had or? Four years or whatever uh, it was, was he it felt like it was quick. Even he if it, had, even if it, four. even if it was three or four years, it felt quick. It never felt like it was right, except for that one season, which was all which was fool's gold. By yeah, the way. yeah, with Fitzpatrick and Decker and Marshall. Um, that's a logical way to look at it, and I'm largely with you. But the one thing that worries me about Salah, all right. So I don't care who he is. Every young head coach is going to have deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Everyone, and the transition to whatever their max uh, version is, is going to have some speed bumps, all right? My fear is the def- what he's not good at. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that he'll ever be good at. Which is? Well, all the things we've discussed a million times. Knowing when to, you know, work the timeouts, handle that, manipulate the game, you know. And what I thought he was going to be great at, motivating a team you can't even hang your hat on that because you lost seven of eight and six straight mm-hmm. in very dormant, very quiet, very lackluster, almost very accepting fashion. Yeah. So he and he and he and he has no value with a young quarterback. So his deficiencies might be might be forever deficiencies. Kind of like Herm. Yeah. I mean, but- Herm had things he just never got better at. 
ever. And yeah. clock management was one of them. <laughs> so that's, and it's that's, kind of an important thing. And the problem with cl- clock management, not that you're going to get into clock management on, and, you know, right before the postseason, but it's you got to do it to be better at it. Like, you, how do you, how do you, how do you sim that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you do? Like, you watch tapes. Like, here's what I have to do in this situation. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, you have to kind of experience it in real time. Otherwise, it's just it's not something that's easily. Corrected. Yeah, I, I know what you, you got to get you, reps. Unless you hire your... Can we do your, a little virtual reality? You got CC slinging that uh, virtual reality hitting. I think I'm going to get that, by the way. I'm getting those goggles. <laughs> I think it's sweet. I think I'm going to get them. You should. Can I get a discount from CC? Uh, he's not it, cheap, man. It's, he's not. He's, 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 he's in the commercial. But he's just, endorse, he's just endorsing it. Well, that's uh, if he's endorsing it. not his company. He's gonna, well, you can throw me a little lifeline here. It's not cheap, man. You can just say no if you can't hook me up. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I think Tiki's tired from last night. Tiki is, uh, get this guy some coffee. I need this guy to wake up. Let's go. We're down to 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Starts. When this happens. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all in one e commerce platform to their in person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other. Other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You talked about it on The Fan. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I would like to drop a little statistic. Teak, is that okay? May I drop a little stat that is not football? I drop a stat? Go ahead. 
What are you watching over there, buddy? I'm watching the whole footage of Odell Beckham Jr. And? It looks like the flight attendants were making a big deal. Making a big deal before? Just watch Jay. Go to Jay Williams's Instagram account. It mm-hmm. has the entire uncut okay. footage. It's it's a different presentation. Okay, I will. I definitely will do that. Go ahead. So, um, you know, we don't really reference NBA stats. NBA stats. Who really cares about NBA? So you might get a little PER here and there. Let me give you a stat that I do love because it's, uh, in a lot of ways, the opposite of, of Mr. Carmelo Anthony, who was here for a long time. Mm-hmm. That is the clutch stat. All yes. right, the clutch stats, to t- and Randall's not a, not a particularly clutch either. He missed a lot of shots when it matters. But clutch is when you're within five points either way, within five minutes to go of a game. Yes. Inside of five minutes, you're up five, you're down five, or somewhere in between. Jalen Brunson, in what is determined to be a, a clutch, uh, in the clutch this year, has scored 85, this is before last night where he scored more, 85 points, which is fourth best in the NBA. Fourth, oh. all right? He's shooting 55%, which for a guard is insane. He's shooting 50% from behind the arc, 80-plus from the free throw. He's actually missed a few free throws, but 82% from the free throw line with a 4-1 to uh, assist-to-turnover ratio. And Jalen Brunson, I mean, I'll tell you what, man. I knew he was good. Mm-hmm. And and I knew that he would, or I strongly thought there was another level to his game. Because what he did without Luka, you know, and, and really how we carried Nova in spots, I, I thought there was even a little bit more. I don't know if I've ever seen a player who is so adept out of necessity, because he's not going to jump over you and he's not big. He's 6'1". No, one. no. He's not a great athlete per se. His footwork and his use of angles... And the way he frees himself up for all these off-balance, fall-the-ways and contorted, twisting shots. Jalen Brunson is a star. (laughs) It needs to be said. He's not a cute little piece that the Knicks overpaid for. Jalen Brunson, all-star. Period. He probably will be an all-star this year because of where the Knicks are, especially how good he's been. You know, that game last night against the Pacers was... It was interesting because it felt like they were going to beat them by 40 at one point. I mean, they had a 25-point lead at some point in the third quarter. But it, it, it then they just kind of got, I don't want to say lazy, but you know how in the NFL you get a big lead and it's like, all right, let's play like prevent defense. You know, just, just, just let them catch the ball in front of you and, and make sure you make the tackle, let the clock run. That's kind of what it felt like. They stopped being aggressive. They stopped all the, like, the movement. The offense just, like, stagnated and for, for a lot of the fourth quarter it was like ah, oh, yeah. it's, it's gonna go down as one of the epic losses of this of this little stretch and there's been a bunch right because it's been a roller coaster it's been you know what was it eight games well that dallas game they were up by nine with 35 yeah. seconds yeah, to I, go exactly <laughs> but i mean the, but yeah, the roller coaster the they were up like, by 23 but it lost. was also like eight game winning streak yes. five game losing streak now you're on a four game winning streak like it's been a like a roller coaster yeah, they're streaky and it was like oh, of course they're streaky they're gonna lose this game but it was because of brunson they were able to, like, it's hard to go on a lull and then, like, flip the switch and come back on. But you're right about Brunson. He is that switch flipper for this team. Now, obviously, they had some health and they got some, they got R.J. Barrett back. But I just think, you know, sometimes this team is, it, it, they remind you that they're not quite ready to be upper echelon because a game where you're up by 25 and you should win by at least 18 
it comes down to a six point or whatever it was. I think it was six point a six point win. It went right down to the end. It went and it, and it was a closer game than the final. You know whatever six points that made it feel like. Yeah, I'll tell you, I don't really do live bets. And last night you would have been burned. But if you, because that's where you get some really crazy yeah. odds. If you would have bet a few times this year, uh, the Hawks game, that Mavericks game, the Bulls game, even the 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 Bucks game where they're up by sixteen points. Obviously the last game they played before last night. And you bet the other team, yeah. <laughs> like the Knicks don't hold on to leads well. No. That's partly on Thibodeau. That's yeah. partly partly on their style. Yeah. But it's crazy. Like I saw this yesterday, Knicks Muse, which uh, I, I like following. The good uh, do a good job on Twitter. So shout out to those guys. But the Knicks were they had a screenshot, and I retweeted this yesterday. This was of live bets. No, no, oh, this was it. just of, of, of situations got that it, actually it, could it. be construed. As, you know, whatever live betting situations that you could have profited from, which you would never bet against the Knicks if you're a Knicks fan, but. The Knicks were up 51-28 against the Hawks with 6.26 to go in the second quarter. They lost. They were up 76-60 against Milwaukee, 2.13 to go third quarter. Lost. They were up 112-103, 26.9 seconds to go Dallas. Lost. And they were up by uh, three, which isn't a ton, but they had foul shots, which Brunson, Brunson missed, with 9.8 to go against the Bulls in December. Like the Knicks, and Clyde said it last night, and I said it as well. They got to find a way to start winning games at home. Like this Nick team, I am genuinely excited. I'm not overstating who they are, but I am genuinely excited to turn them on and watch them play basketball every night. Yeah. I really am. It's funny because as good as they are, they're also unpredictable, which makes it entertaining. And so you you don't you don't you go into a game knowing exactly what you're even if you watch half of the game, what your emotions going to be at the end. And so it's kind of it's 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 entertaining. In a way that's sometimes great and then sometimes really frustrating, but but for the most part, it's been really good. I think more so than I thought it would be this season for the for the Knicks. Oh man, yeah, I mean, back to what I started though. Jalen Brunson's worth every single penny, and Tiki's right. There's been some some crazy fluctuations. I just chronicled a few of these games that they blew up mm-hmm. and they and they choked away, and they probably lament that uh, as they get deeper into the season. Might might cost them a seed or two, uh, but Jalen Brunson is is the primary reason why. I don't want to jinx anything here, but. Well, they're not going to lose 8 of 11. And just, I, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. And like many other Knicks seasons, dissipate midseason and just go from possibly interesting to complete thud. Yeah, I don't want to put him, I don't want to put him in the superstar category, but it does feel like he's he's ascending to a spot in his career. Because let's mm-hmm. not forget, he wasn't a starter really in Dallas. He was kind of like the like the sixth guy, six, maybe seventh in some cases. But as they got to that one postseason last year, he took on a much more heightened role because Luca had some uh, minor injuries that he was dealing with, so he became a little bit of the dude. But I think he he has the ability to take over a game, which is not what I thought who he was. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was that he type does of player. I know, but I didn't think he was that I player. Know. So when you talk about how much he's being paid, he's like, is this a cute? No, I mean this this dude has been given an opportunity and he's running with it, and he's running with it in New York for a franchise and a team. It just hasn't had a ton of consistent success, and so we're just we're 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 like we're like absorbing it. Like we, you love it because you haven't seen this in so long for the, with the New York Knicks. Listen, you know I quantified some of the numbers, the clutch stuff before. You know, overall this year it's twenty two points uh, per game. He's forty percent from downtown, forty seven percent overall, eighty five percent from the line. Those are money numbers, mm-hmm. but and those are obviously calculable, and we can talk about. But what he, you just have to watch him to see this. You have to watch the Knicks on a nightly basis. He is so quietly intense and focused and no nonsense. 
that that can't help but permeate the locker room mm-hmm. and the huddle. I know his pops is in the huddle. His dad, you know, wasn't yeah. a great player, but his dad was tough as nails. Kind of scrapped his way into an NBA career. Uh, he has been such a godsend for this team, and you know the residual impact it has on somebody like a quickly. Uh, even a Barrett has been around a couple younger guys. It's Quentin Grimes for sure. It's it's been a fan. It's been a great marriage. Brunson is awesome. He is fun to watch, man. All right, so still should have gotten Donovan Mitchell, and then maybe the Knicks will be the two seed. But argue about it. Call the fan at eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Powered by SuperBook Sports. Visit SuperBook.com. I know we find this stuff interesting. It's just one man's opinion, but. Um, He's He knows the position pretty well. He's got a big platform. Would you like to hear Dan Orlovsky's quarterback power rankings for those playing in the playoffs, Tiki? Yes, All let's right. hear it. So, descending order. This is mostly about Daniel Jones. Let's see where Danny is on the list. Number 14, Skyler Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Number 13, Brock Purdy. No chance. Imagine if you saw this list, by the way, before the season. No chance. And you're like, Skyler Thompson and Brock Purdy are playing the playoff games? Yeah, they're, for, they're rookies, and they were drafted in the seventh round. Wow. Both of them. Okay. One being Mr. Irrelevant. I'd put Brock Purdy probably sixth or so on this list. Wow, Okay. Just uh, well, how he's playing and what's around him. Okay. What's this based on? This is just... I don't know. I, I'm not sure what his exact formula yeah. is. I don't know how he came to these determinations, but... I think Brock Purdy is going to be very successful this postseason. Okay. I don't I don't necessarily disagree. Thompson's 14. Purdy is 13. Dak is number 12. That That's about right. Yeah, I agree. He's going to get some reaction, he, but it's not wrong. No, nah, Dak is busted right now. Yep. Kirk Cousins, number 11. Hmm. Mm. Really? Nah, I'm just reading the list. Descending order. Number 10, our buddy Gino. Gino. You know what? Gino. That feels about right. Uh-huh. Right? He's not, because he's not. I don't know if Gino should be in front of Kirk Cousins. I don't know if I agree with that. Mm. I mean, it's a little nitpicky, but I would probably give Kirk the one slot in front yeah, but, of Gino, but, but whatever. But think about, how you, think about how you've talked about Gino this year. Just in just random conversation when either the Giants or the Jets were playing him. It was kind of laudatory, right? Think about how we've talked about Kirk Cousins all this year. It's kind of like, eh. Yeah. Even though Kirk Cousins completed 66% of his passes through for 4,500 yards yep. and 29 touchdowns, even though he did have 14 interceptions, which was second in the league. So, I mean, it's Kirk Cousins. Like, it's, it's going to be some great. It's going to be some bad. But he always finds ways to win games. He does, except he probably ones that deser- really, truly He probably matter. deserves to be higher. Yeah. I think Kirk's an easy target. I think, listen, I've said this That's before. Right. I think if Kirk was out there and he was, you know, showboating and he had a little more of a brand and a little more of a presence, things that people unfortunately gravitate to too much, mm-hmm. uh, I think he'd probably oddly get more respect. No, you're right. As twisted as that is. Which is why he got all that respect when he was on the plane with <laughs> yeah. no shirt on. With the chains on. Yeah, Seriously. Yeah. No, I know, I know. That was, that was, the, that was the height of his, like, Q That's score. True. We don't do the Q score anymore, but I, I, that was the height of his Q score in the NFL. He popped. He popped. Uh, Gino, number 10. Number 9. Do you think this is where Daniel Jones comes in? No. Nope. Trevor Lawrence, number 9. I can see that. Still okay. his second year. Just hasn't really proven much. Number 8. Yogi. Gary Carter. Daniel Jones. <laughs> That's all right. I, uh-huh. That feels about middle, middle of the road. For now. We all know he's moving yeah. up that list. Yeah. And then just to uh, finish it off fast, number seven is Brady. Lamar, well, Lamar is six. Lamar's not, not even playing. playing. Yeah, this list is invalidated. Sorry what? for wasting everybody's time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't even see. I was just looking for Daniel Jones. So technically. How's Lamar doing on so this So basically, list? Daniel Jones, playing. because 
who's who's going to play Anthony Brown? Who's going to play for the for the Ravens if Lamar doesn't doesn't play? Well, whoever it is, you got to be fourteen on the list. That's what I mean. So Daniel Jones is actually seventh on That's this right. list. Right? That's right. We're just finding ways to move on up. Uh, Justin Herbert, number five. Hurts, Allen, Burrow, three to uh, four, three two, and then Mahomes, number one. Yeah. Yep. But uh, interesting. Like, that is. Yeah, Daniel Jones. It, it's coming slow. But now we're starting to get a little more national respect, and yeah. rightfully so. Well, I think you can't discount the seven rushing touchdowns and what what he is with his legs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Giants have a number four rushing offense, and it's not because Saquon Barkley rushed for two thousand yards. It's because Daniel Jones had seven hundred, Saquon had thirteen hundred or fourteen hundred, whatever it was, and they had twenty one hundred yards rushing. So it, a lot of that's the quarterback. I got a question for you about Lamar. I want to circle back. I meant to ask this yesterday. I had it written down on my stuff. I didn't get to it. So. There's a thought floating around out there. I don't know if this is true. That he's just, he's kind of begging it, protecting his body, mm-hmm. wants to get the big bag. All right, I get that. We all want to get paid. It's a lot of money to be running around a football field, mm-hmm. having 11 men trying to dislodge the helmet from your head. Yeah. I get it. Things I think happen. the deal is he wants a guaranteed money. He mm-hmm. wants Deshaun, he wants a Deshaun Watson. But he's not deal. getting that. Of course he's no not. No one's getting that. The Browns are idiots. That's why they're the Browns. Yeah. But the point is. Well, the Browns had to do that to get him. Right? They had to give him a million dollars this year yeah. and then basically guarantee the rest of it. It's the only way that deal works for the Browns and for Lamar uh, for uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay. They had to do it. But if Lamar Jackson is putting himself on ice just to preserve his body to make sure he gets paid, mm-hmm. and it actually comes out that that's true and he's fully capable of playing, how do you... I know you still pursue him because he's a magnificent talent, but mm-hmm. that's got to change the process of evaluation a bit for a team that oh. might want to give up multiple ones or be required to do that yeah, to get him. I do, but it's a, it's a it's like an that would be calling what going on with Lamar an in an in season holdout like a like he's still there, but he's holding out by not playing. Now I'm think I'm unique with this because not very many people have had a PCL injury posterior cruciate ligament injury it's, it's as opposed to the ACL I had I tore my PCL my rookie season and it doesn't hurt but it it changes you in, a, in an odd way like you can still run and there's a little bit of pain because there's laxity in your joint and he's not very like stout muscular and so there's not a ton of muscle around his knee he's got, he's gonna consistently have swelling unless he has a surgery which I don't think which he obviously hasn't had yet um, there's going to be swelling around your knee because there's just movement. Think about your the joint, the knee, uh, tip fib, uh, you know, conjunction. It's like there's just movement there, so it gets some irritation. Um, you stress your your MCL a little bit more, and so there's 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 laxity is, is the proper term for it. Um, and so I can understand why he would be reticent to play out with a messed up PCL. Because if he should tear an MCL, tear an ACL, he's really not getting paid. So I can almost forgive him for doing it because I've had this injury and I know the risk of playing with it. Um, but at the same time, how many times do you get a chance to be in the postseason and potentially do something big, especially when you're on a contract year? Very rarely. right? Joe Flacco is the, is the, is the perfect example of this. <laughs> Joe Flacco, contract year. Joe the Dolphins fan. Right, but whatever. He's his contract year. He wins a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And he gets paid. If Joe Flacco has an 
average to below average year that year the Ravens win the Super Bowl that they won and they don't win the Super Bowl and they get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs or don't even make the playoffs. Joe Flacco's never making any money in the NFL. He wasn't he wasn't a top free agent, but he bet on himself and he won a Super Bowl and got paid. So Lamar is he knows he's going to get paid as long as he stays healthy. So I get, I get it. Yeah, that would bother me. And I think that would bother 99% of the fans out there. I get it. You played. It's different. I, I understand that. But this that Well, I played specifically week, with that injury, too. So no, that's, that's the you. difference. I get it. I understand. But weak. We don't want to hear it. <laughs> like, And, I'm, and I am a, a pro player type of guy. Like, when you hold out, I get it. This Quinnen Williams situation, this better be rectified swiftly and it better be favorable to Quinnen. Stud. If a kid skips a bowl game, a meaningless bowl game, I don't mean necessarily the national championship, but some dot-com bowl that there's going to be 200 people in in the Bahamas that's that's on ESPN 9 Mm -hmm. and a kid skips out, I get that. Just make sure he's fine for the draft. That's fine. If you're a quarterback and you abandon your post (laughs) in a playoff game, I will never look at you the same. I just wouldn't. That's just me. Brian in Brooklyn. What's going on, Brian? How are you today? Brian. What's up, Brian? What's up? Brian's a mess. He's driving his motorcycle. Absolute <laughs> mess. <laughs> How about uh, Jeremy and Seifert? Jeremy. Hey, guys. It's great to get on the line with you. What's up, man? Um, you know, one what, of what the chat here, just about, you know, the Jets' options here. We have, you know, headlines out, you know, about car. Obviously, you know, being on the trading block. And so, you know, obviously the Jets could wait to maybe the deadline, February 15th, for him to be released. But then you kind of risk the, the price of him going up. You know, I think the Jets have the right pieces in place here. I mean, you know, not happy about them, you know, you know, ha- having to depart from their offensive coordinator. But, you know, he wasn't the right guy for the job. I think if you, you put together a Greg Olson, who's on with the Rams, who, you know, was an offensive coordinator for the Raiders, you bring in Carr, I think we're looking at a playoff team here. I mean, we have, you know, five to six perennial-type pro bowlers on this team. You know, we're, we're, I think as Jet fans, we need to be more optimistic here because we have the right pieces in place. Joe Douglas has done a great job. You know, we have question marks here, but I think if we put a competent quarterback, a better-than-average quarterback on this team, and, and we get, you know, obviously saying, saying we can get the right offensive coordinator, obviously it's a question mark, but I think if we bring in – you know, someone that cars worked with before that we're looking at a potential playoff. I think there's high probability if you mar- marry these two two gentlemen together that the Jets are looking at at a spot in the playoffs next year. Just I don't disagree. To no, yeah, you're not, I don't disagree you, with that. Yeah, you're not far That's away. Fine. That's fair. It's not like you're looking at this Jets team saying, "Oh, we're screwed. We have like we're no chance." Nobody's saying that. They're not even close to that. I just worry about the Jets one identifying the the perfect for them OC candidate and landing him. And I'm also worried on, on, on a fairly deep level, the meddling, not in the overt Steinbrenner ways, behind the scenes, but influential ways of Woody maybe forcing Zach Wilson down their throat. Yeah. That's what worries me. I don't sense complete harmony with what Woody wants and what Joe Douglas and Robert Sala want and believe. I, I don't feel like they're all gelling on the same page. I think you have a few moving pieces. Now, not that those pieces can't eventually coalesce and form something mm-hmm. that works, but I... Well, I mean, <laughs> the biggest... When does it? you got to get the quarterback right. That's really what it comes down to. It's got to be not be a question any longer about the quarterback. And as soon as that happens, things start to get right. Mm. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney on the fan Two hours cooked. We got two more Cardinal Roberts coming up at two. 
Uh, up next, we're going all in on a busy Thursday right here on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.